Today on the Nameless Packers pod, the Packers look to get back on track with a win after their bye against the Broncos in Denver. We will go around the NFL world, talk about the NFC North. We will not talk about either Britney Spears or someone else that we've promised will remain nameless on this Nameless Packers pod. <laughs> I'm your host, Brady Augustine. And by the way, we also have a little bit of a special treat for everybody today. Aaron, how are you doing, Aaron? I'm great. You great? I'm okay. great. We're on a bye, bye, bye week this bye week. week. And that's the only in-sync reference I'll make today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And which went completely over my head, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> but <laughs> not everybody out there else's. got it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, you know, the Packers right now um, are, are in this NFL world that, in my opinion, has is kind of turned upside down. So, Aaron, how many undefeated teams are left after last week's action? It's a great question, Brady. We have zero teams. Zero undefeated teams. Zero. In the league. And a lot of the, uh, you know, you're looking at teams like the Cowboys that looked fantastic early, starting to wane. Even the Chiefs now, uh, not necessarily the same team that we saw. And then. Good. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you want to you wanna expound on that or you? I'm boycotting all Chiefs games for the rest of the season until the refs get off their payroll. All right. We'll talk the refs in, the, in just a second because the Niners end up beating the Browns without – basically, the, the Browns trying to find a quarterback. They lost Nick Chubb early. We'll talk about that a little later, but they lose 17-19, and that was the worst refing game, the worst refing performance I have seen in a long time. Not from the uh, cheating perspective that you're – positing for the Chiefs. NFL rigged. The, yeah, the NFL rigged, hashtag NFL rigged. But it was just bad. But at any rate, you know, Niners go down. They're 5-1. and one. Yeah. Eagles go down to the Jets. Did you get a chance to catch that one? You know, I was doing a lot of studying for school, so I had it on in the background, but I was shocked. I mean, you know me. I have a thing for the young guys, and I am just in love with Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Pulls it off, and the, I mean, the Jets are now even at 3-3, three and three, and Aaron Rodgers this week says he won't put a timeline on it, but he is planning to be back if they can sneak into the playoffs. And I said before, I'm not buying it, and I'm still not. Really? No, no. Now, what I do buy, and a lot of people give him crap for, is this whole mental state of mind thing. I think he can. I think you do do that. All the highest, highest echelon athletes generally do that kind of stuff, visualization, this kind of thing, of some sure. shape or form. So I do believe in what he's doing. I'm just not ready to think after an Achilles that he's going to make it back. I would be scared. I would be scared. Um, did you watch Hard Knocks? Nope. You didn't at all? Oh, man, that makes what I want to say just irrelevant. Well, a lot of people out there did. Okay, if anybody watched Hard Knocks out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a montage in, like, episode one uh -huh. of them out at practice. And they put together all of these just thirst trap clips of Aaron throwing the football. And they put it to Ed Sheeran's song Shivers. And I uh, think about that montage at least once a day. Yeah, yeah. You want to see him back then? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell I do you. Too. Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my dream. Aaron's the football girl's moving to New York. I think. Apparently. New Jersey, wherever I it is. think Rutherford, Aaron Rodgers is still single because I live in Tennessee. Oh, there you go. My sister spotted him, or no, had a friend spot him at the mall in Nashville. 
when they were down there. Oh, seriously? Because he was down buying property, I think, or something, a couple years ago. What? Yeah, yeah. He's property. I thought that's now? why you mentioned it. I believe no. so. If if the rumors are true, I'm not going to go out and verify it or anything. But if the rumors are true, I'm going to go out and verify it. <laughs> oh my he, goodness. He and Randall Cobb can be neighbors if they all end up back in the same area. Oh boy. Well, I digress. Well, and you know who Randall Cobb is then because he's playing for the Jets now. Of course. I'm sure. All right. So did you know that his high school? He played for Kentucky in college. Randall Cobb's high school was Alcoa right down here, Knoxville. No, I had no idea. Yep, yep, the powerhouse Alcoa football team. That's where Randall Cobb came from. I really from, like so. him. I do too, I do too. Um, but we'll see if they can sneak into the playoffs. The Packers look to try and sneak into the playoffs as well. Now you've got basically the Chiefs with one loss, the Eagles with one loss, the Dolphins, the Niners. And other than that, it's pretty much a wide open field. And you look across the league, there's a lot of just three and three teams, you know, yeah. three and two teams. The Packers are two and three and definitely still in it if they can get things together. So of course, as of right now, uh, the Lions are the kind of undisputed heavyweights of the NFC North right now to go into keep your enemies closer. And we will talk about that in a bit as well with our a little special secret thing that we got going on for you guys later. But the Lions at 5-1 and one and a favorable schedule, as you mentioned last week, you know, looking through their schedule, they could very well, you know, have a chance to come close to running the table. Yeah. And Green Bay just looking to get back on track. Now, Green Bay at second in the, in the division, Vikings at third. That's simply by virtue of games played. We had our bye week last week. We are 2-3. and three. Vikings are 2-4. and four. And yet, we're able to defeat the lowly Bears, which, if you're not watching this, I am going to, I'm wearing a special shirt in that regard, which will <laughs> come on the show later. But the Bears at one and five, and not only that, you know, they lose against the Vikings. That's a division rival. That's two down in division. Sure. And Justin Fields dislocates his thumb in this game and is, I think, either questionable. I think they've, I, they haven't ruled him out. Yeah. But that's not a fun situation. We saw years ago Brett Favre play an entire season basically with a broken thumb. Yeah. He can do it, but he was a gunslinger. So thoughts on the Bears. What's going on with the Bears? I think we're back to tank talk. It's back to tank talk? I think so. Yeah. And I, you know, this kind of makes the NFC North boring, but I really don't think that things are going to move much. I think that where we're at in standings is pretty much going to be the way it is. I think the Vikings will be third. Bears will be fourth. Unless, you know, something happens, but... From what I've heard, I mean, this happens all the time. People dislocate fingers out there, pop them back into place, and mm -hmm. yeah, just go about it. But, yeah. you know, Take it I, to the next he one was trying to stay in. He just couldn't grip the ball. I think he was just in too much pain. Yeah, that's the difficulty with the thumb as opposed to, like, a finger. Yeah, so um, – and I believe it was his throwing hand. So that's yeah. going to be – that will be a factor. You know, it can sail on you if you can't get a good grip. And, yeah. And that's kind of a tough – Tough break. I mean, we've all been through that, but, you know, there it is also the Bears, so. And I have a little turnabout as fair play for you today, by okay. the way. Because last week, you were listening to Pardon My Take, apparently, and yes. threw at me a blind resume. A little big cat blind resume. big cat blind resume, and I think I said, I hate you, big cat. <laughs> I love so, you, big cat. Big cat, since you're listening, we won't say if. <laughs> we'll use the first class conditional. Since you're listening... Um, just wait till the end of the podcast and you'll know what t-shirt I'm wearing. All right. But blind resume. So, so Big Cat can do numbers. I can do numbers too. Sure. I know he apparently went to UW-Madison. Yeah. Why they didn't educate him better than to be a Bears fan, I don't know. But 
what quarterback with a win on Sunday, this coming Sunday, and a simultaneous Bears loss to the Las Vegas Raiders mm -hmm. would be within one game of Justin Fields' win count for both 2022 and 2023 so far, within one game of the total win count. This sounds like an insult stat. It's, it is. It is. It's, it's a gotta, big cat insult stat. It's got to be Jordan Love. It's right? got to be Jordan Love. Yeah, they oh. Bears won three last year. They've won one this season. The Packers can get to three, and he'll have 75% of the wins that Fields has had in the last two years. I just had to rub it in. Oh, gosh. This is something that's just you're born with, I guess. You just have this, like, innate hatred for the Bears, don't you? Yeah, I'm a Wisconsin boy. <laughs> and also an educated man. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. We're throwing a lot of shade. I mean, shots fired, big gas. Like, so many We need to get, fired. yeah, he needs to have us come on. I and think that. You could be the intermediary. I would. I would love it. <laughs> I, I think that I've listened, I've clocked enough hours of listening to Big Cat and pardon my take that I could probably speak as an expert. But I think you would probably say something like, you can't hurt somebody who's already dead. You know? Mm -hmm. Shots fired. That's that doesn't really do much for a corpse, you know, to shoot into somebody that's already dead. Yeah. It's been dead for a while. I'm trying to think if I've ever actually, I was a hunter, so I, yeah, there is no satisfaction perhaps in sure. that. And yet we have to, we're both in the middle and the bottom of this division. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. So you got to find something to entertain the masses at of this course. point, I think. So well, I said it could be boring. It could be a boring <laughs> in the yes. North. And hopefully that will be, uh, for Packers fans, a big win against Denver. Uh, but before we move on, we have a secret word. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not going to make any sense just yet. But not yet. No, but but it will come around for everybody later on in the show, right? Yes. Yes. Secret word is Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> and so, uh, but guys, if you are listening to the podcast and you want to ask us anything, we won't have that segment this week because we have a special guest. And But you can continue to message us at namelesspackerspod at gmail.com. Please keep sending them in. We will definitely keep them. And generally speaking, we probably can take more than one, too. I mean, we won't sure. be able to take all of them necessarily, but we have had one at a time so far. Keep bringing on the comments. And in the meantime, Aaron, why don't we bring out a special guest? How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay, well, let me introduce someone who probably for most of our listeners needs no, no introduction. Uh, Ryan and I have worked together before on a post-game show. We called it Packer Nation Post-Game 1, which, Ryan, we probably should do again. I think I introduced you during that, the very first time I introduced you, I said the man who hates his alarm clock but loves his kids because you were like <laughs> getting up at three o'clock in the morning at the, t at the time. But everybody, welcome in Ryan Schlipp. Ryan, how are you doing and are you getting any sleep? I'm doing good. I'm getting a little bit more sleep. I'm, I'm recording in the afternoons now, so I'm, I'm not putting myself through that level of hell. But yes. um, no, things are, things are going good. Good, good, good. And the network is going well. I noticed it's growing. So, yeah, no, everything's going good. I mean, obviously things would be better if the Packers would win a few more games, but um, you know, the, the interest kind of wanes as people start to lose, but you still get the, uh, the angry fans. I want to tune in and scream and yell and rant and rave. So uh, we're, we're, we're going strong. All right. Well, between, you know, you, me, and Aaron, uh, I think we can safely say we're going to solve the entire team's problems anyway in this next oh, few yeah. minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me throw a few questions at you. I know 
there's been a lot of talk, and I, I we've talked about it, and I'm sure you've talked about it, about the offensive identity of this team. And I, to be honest, I've kind of changed my mind, but what what is your take on that? Offensive identity, how can we get it? Who is responsible for it, and where should it come from? Well, that's, that's tough because one of the things I've been – talking about a lot and people you know i've got a call-in show as well people want to call in and, and say well we should be doing this we should do it do that but my whole thing is like tell me one thing that's we're doing right right now like what what could possibly be our bread and butter because there's not a single thing that's working so it, it's it's hard to figure out exactly what the identity should be i i am kind of on an island right now in terms of my thoughts on the team which is I think schematically things are going well, which is not a popular opinion. Right. But um, the execution now, is just not not there. Okay. So I, I think the ultimately, I think it's going to fall on Jordan Love to settle down, get comfortable, and he needs to kind of figure out what, what he can do. Because when, when he settles in, then we can kind of narrow in and say, okay, let's focus on this, let's focus on that. But right now, I just don't think anything's working. Very good. I'll, I'll swing back to that one later on, too. Um, but I do, I will say this to you, Ryan, we do have an answer for you. Erin has an answer to what is right with the Green Bay Packers. Oh, good. That she called out before the season began. And uh, so, Erin, why, why don't you tell him what's right? Make, make, him, make Ryan feel a little better. About I what's, need it. What's right with this? Listen, we have an all-star kicker, and his name is Anders Carlson. <laughs> I'm and he's so my guy. He is my guy. Okay. I've been yes. riding on that train That's since right. the very beginning. So, so we go, we go, we lose no more games as long as every single last game comes down to an Anders Carlson walk. Well, you, you said before, you said before we started, we were going to figure all this out. And I think we got the first one checked off. The identity of the team is kicking field goals. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I've got the next question. Um, so, this being the bye week uh, is oftentimes a time for self-scout, um, really take a look at how things have been going so far and things that can be improved. Uh, what do you make of the defense? And what is one word that you would use to describe their performance thus far? And please let us know if we're going to have to bleep it out. <laughs> no. No, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Um, I'm, I'm going to use some hyphens from, from my one word. Um, uh-huh. I'm just going to say under the, under the radar. Okay. Um, I, think, I think with the offensive performance dipping as far as it has, it's kind of, you know, helped the defense not be in the crosshairs quite as much. And when mm-hmm. people look at the score totals, it's like, oh, it looks like the defense is actually doing a really good job. Um, I think the defense is at best pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the, the scoring right now, it's like teams are scoring like 17 points a game. So you look at the Packers giving up only 17 points. It's like, oh, wow, they're amazing. It's like, well, that's pretty standard, actually. That's what everybody's doing. Um, all the metrics, they're, they're pretty mediocre. And I think they play down to their opponent. I mean, we, we played one of the worst offenses in football and got a pretty positive result. I mean, congratulations. Um, I don't really expect anything dominant from the Packers moving forward. I think they're going to continue to play down. Um, you face a team that's good at running the ball, I think they're going to run the ball well. You face a team that's good at throwing the ball, they're probably going to throw the ball well. I hope that changes. We had some positive results after the bye last week. 
Um, but I'm, I am in, I will believe it when I see it mode. So not a huge believer in the defense, but again, with the offensive struggles, I feel like they're, they're not our biggest problem right now. So they get a pass for a little while. Okay. So you're going to give them a little bit of a break. Do you consider it more scheme for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Do you consider it more scheme? I mean, we've got all of these first round picks or the injury situation with no Stokes or what, can you put your finger on any of that? I'm asking a follow-up here. This was unexpected. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. A, I'm sure it's a blend of scheme and execution. And I think for a while I was kind of hammering on, you know, it's not necessarily Joe Barry's fault. But after all this time, I mean, there, there's just too many problems going on. And then you, you you can see the things getting pointed out about why why are we in this formation, in this situation? Mm-hmm. Why is he covering that guy? Why is this? Why is that? And the answers are never satisfactory. I know sometimes you can't give satisfactory answers, but it's always the same. You know, we got to do something. We got to do better. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's your job. Number one, to get these guys prepared and they're not. And number two, to make sure that they're in the best situation to succeed. And it seems like consistently they are not. So I'm of the opinion that he won't be back next year. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I I think he, unless this defense really, really starts to show that top 10 potential for the rest of the year, I just think it's time to make a change. Yeah. From my standpoint, like even Matt LaFleur might be making a change just to save his own job some point here okay yeah no i mean and, and i think that's true because i think you know he's the one that probably put his name on the line and his reputation on the line by by sticking his neck out for joe barry mm-hmm. and bringing him back again and and that's that's not good for him and and for what he brings to the packers so mm-hmm. yeah i mean if, if you're gonna do that that's that's a mark against you so i i think you're right i think he's gonna need to you, you don't want to have the guys from up above say, I know this isn't my job, but I'm, I'm usurping your role and taking that responsibility away from you and doing that for you. Cause that's not going to reflect really positively on your ability as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got one for you. That's, I don't know. It might be simplistic, but I was at Lambeau field when I watched Nixon run a kickoff return for a touchdown. I was very nice. excited about this going into this season and now I'm honestly waving and throwing things at the television and telling him just to wave it <laughs> off. <laughs> what, what are you, are you in engaging in any similar activities? Um, does it just not matter? It's, a, it's three to five yards maybe every time, but I just, with the situation, of the team, I'm just, I'm over it. The magic is gone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because I mean, it was one of the exciting things that we could really, you know, get excited about was we got this elite kick returner. He's the best in the NFL and it really helped Mm -hmm. our special teams. And um, now it's just, he seems like a subpar return guy. And worse than that, I I, I think he's only really ever been here for that reason. I don't think he's necessarily Mm -hmm. a fantastic corner. Right. And so it, it goes to number one, our special teams is really hurting right now as a result. I mean, by some metrics, we have like the 32nd ranked special teams again, and then, you know, now I'm, I'm wondering, is he possibly, you know, especially with Stokes coming back, is his job on the line? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a really unfortunate thing. And I, I don't know what he should be doing moving forward. I would guess, I mean, from his standpoint, if I was his agent or, you know, a, a close friend, I'd say you need to keep trying it because if you don't break one pretty soon, you might. Yeah, that's a good job. point. I, I know that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the special teams coordinator really likes him, and maybe he'll stay, you know, as a gunner or something or, or whatever they call him now, a, a wingman or something stupid. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, he's he's kind of going down with the ship, and I just feel like by next year, if things don't turn around, he probably won't be here. Okay. 
I feel like this is so negative. I was like, yeah, that guy's gone. Yeah, that guy's gone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we did say we were going to solve the problem. Maybe that's the way it just has to happen. Heads need to roll, I guess, at this point. Dang it. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who feels this way. <laughs> I'm usually like negative Nancy or Debbie Downer. So I'm glad to have somebody in my trench over here. All right. All right we're going to play a little game called Contender versus Pretender. Uh, right. We're going to start with the Cowboys. Four and two. Beat the Chargers by three, uh, scores 20 to 17. Mike McCarthy was under fire for that, uh, for being too conservative and not trusting his line. And I did a little rating last week of what I thought we were, where I thought we would be with the NFC by the end of this. And I had the Cowboys either fourth or fifth. And then, and then. <laughs> they got blown out by the 49ers. So my question to you, Cowboys, contenders or pretenders? I think that's a pretty easy answer. I think they're pretenders. I mean, maybe I'm just being unfair because it's the Cowboys and I just don't <laughs> like them very much. But I'm on um, your side. I mean, it, 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 it's somewhat hypocritical coming from a Packer fan, but we know what the Cowboys are. They're going to make it into the playoffs and they're going to blow it. They're, they're not consistent enough. I mean, this is a team that looked like they were going to be the top of everything. They blow people out what, 40 to nothing, and then 30 to 10, and then they lose to the Cardinals? I mean, mm -hmm. that's just such a Cowboys thing to do. And then you bounce back 38-3 against the Patriots, like, oh, they're back. And then 42-10 to the 49ers. Like, it's just, this is how it's going to go. They're going to look like a powerhouse. They're going to win other games by 40. And then, you know, they're, they're just going to absolutely lay down against some teams. And, yeah, they'll get into the playoffs because the rest of the NFL is, is really struggling right now, and their offense and defense are good enough. But are they going to make a run? I seriously doubt that they're going to be good enough for long enough, consistently enough to even get in the Super Bowl, much less win it. Let me quick throw in a follow-up since we're both very familiar with Mike McCarthy. Do you think Mike McCarthy has a part in that that answer that you have? As yeah, I mean, coach? it's possible. I mean, it, I mean, it's they look a lot like the Packers team we've seen all along. I mean, you know, you win forty to nothing, and then start losing some random teams. You have a great record. You get into the playoffs, and then you just get smoked, and and the media just criticizes you as being, you know, a joke. How much of that do you think could be fixed if Jerry Jones goes away? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't oh, know. You so threw um, that one in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he, uh, it is interesting that, to think how much power he has. Um, I know sometimes they kind of usurp him and, and kind of take some of that away from him. Like, I know he wanted Johnny Manziel. Uh, the, the rumor is, and, and they ripped the card out of his hand and went and got a tackle, who ended up was a great football player. But, um, I mean, look, I think owners across the board are just awful. They're not football guys. They don't know what they're doing. And the more powerful the owner is, the worse the team is going to be. So, um, I think if, if you could replace him with somebody that is actually a football guy that, that can take control of things, I think it's only going to get better. I agree. Speaking of bad ownership, the commanders, <laughs> Snyder is gone. We have new owners in Washington. And uh, they are 3-3 three and three on the season so far, uh, but they are in the East. What do you think? Are they contenders or pretenders? No, I'm I'm not buying Washington. Uh, I don't think they've beat a single good team. They lost to the Bears by 20 points, which right away pretty much disqualifies you from being. I, I hope that doesn't happen <laughs> to us, but I'm just saying I I don't think that you you can be qualified at that point. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've, they, they get to play the giants, so that'll be a couple wins for them. And, um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't think that they're, I feel like Washington is the same team every year. I mean, usually their defense is better, but they're always just kind of there. They're kind of irrelevant. They're not bad. They're kind of middle of the road. It's not a guaranteed win, but you know they're never going to do anything. So I just I feel like they are in contention for one of the most irrelevant teams in football. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> is that, that a bad me, answer? It makes me so sad. No, no, that's a that's a very realistic you, answer. You were hoping for like a bounce back. Well, or... I just I follow some guys who are big Commanders fans, and oh. you know, actually, it's oh. good. It's good for me because then it keeps their content relevant if their go. team sucks. Yeah, yeah. You got the Commanders and the Bears on that. It's kind of like the Packers losing when you're trying to do a podcast. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, Seahawks are three and two, uh, have some offensive weapons with the expanded playoffs and they are in the West and you got to consider that they beat the lions They're the only loss that the lions have. Are they contenders or pretenders? Contenders for the playoffs? Yes. Um, are they serious players beyond that? I'm not so sure. Um, I, I, I will say I'm impressed with. Seattle's ability to be as good as they are with the complete lack of talent that they have. I know they got the wide receivers and whatnot, but I mean, you got Geno Smith with a couple wide receivers, no offensive line, no real run game, and nobody on defense that's worth anything. And they're one of the best teams in the NFC somehow. <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it, but um, no, I, I expect that they'll probably get into the playoffs, kind of similar to Dallas. But I just don't think that they're good enough to go up against teams like the 49ers or the or the Philadelphia Eagles and actually compete so that they'll be I don't even want to say necessarily Lions tier but they're kind of that second tier playoff team that that isn't really a serious contender yeah I have them in between the Lions and the Cowboys yeah yeah that feels right uh so the Lions talk about the Lions five and one Dan Campbell is the man but they played Bite the kneecap. but they played the Chiefs. She, she's an evil genius <laughs> what did you just say Dan Campbell's the man <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> he is gritty. Uh, so you think about week one, they played the Chiefs, they beat the Chiefs, but a lot of people were saying that had an asterisk on it because Kelsey and Jones were out. They they beat them by one point. They lost to the Seahawks, like I said just a few minutes ago. What do you think about the Lions? Contenders or pretenders? I wish I could say pretenders, um, but that's just being completely unfair. Um, I mean, they ended last year winning – what, eight out of their last 10, and then they start winning five out of six. I mean, that, that's, that's about as good of anybody's record as, as, as is going right now. I think, I think they have the best record in the NFL or tied for. That's like the reverse um, of, the line, of the Bears record almost. It's almost right. that good of a streak. <laughs> it's, it's Exactly. I do put an asterisk on the Chiefs game 100%. I mean, that, they played horribly in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were missing their two best players. It was a complete disaster, and they only won by one point. There's no way you run that back. They win that. But they're still going to win comfortably the next four in a row. Um, and they have won all, all four of those games by a huge margin, 20-6, 34-20, 42-24, and 20-6. It hasn't even been close. Um, so I, I wish I could say their pretenders are not for real. There's definitely question marks as far as their roster is concerned. I'm shocked that their defense is has been as good as it is because they don't really have a lot of top tier players outside of Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I mean, you way. know, yeah, unfortunately, thanks to their head coach, 
who's a friggin' weirdo. Um, he, uh, he's got this team playing. He's got this team playing pretty strong. So I, again, do I do I put them necessarily in the Super Bowl contention category? Not necessarily, but they're probably like next in line. They would probably be like number three ish, unfortunately. Hey, I, w- I just want to throw in number one. I 100% agree with you on not expecting that defense to be playing at that kind of level that they are. And the other thing to yeah. me is. You know, you look around the league, and this is the team that I think is least likely to watch their quarterback go down due to injury. I mean, they they are protecting their quarterback. Yeah, right. True. I just had a thought, and then I lost it. Oh, no. Oh, do you think we could have a 49ers-Lions NFC championship? Could, Yes. Unfortunately, I mean, it's, it's not that big of a stretch. I mean, obviously the, the, the number one that people would assume would be 49ers Eagles, but even the Eagles right now, I don't know, you know, I mean, their, their offense the last couple of weeks hasn't been great. Their defense, I think is 16th. So yeah. that's, I, that kind of shocked me when I saw that the other day. Um, so, I mean, if the Lions keep rolling like this, you know, I mean, then the 49ers had a pretty bad loss uh, last week, I think it was. So, I, it's it's not out of the question. It makes me sick to think about, but I, I certainly think it's it's possible. Makes I, me sick that I didn't put the Eagles on this list because I think the same thing. They're not playing up I've, to this. They're not playing up to the bill no, at this point. No, I think the Lions yeah. can bypass them. Yeah. Brady put the Browns on this list. I hate the Browns, <laughs> um, but let's Throw talk about me right it. under the bus. Browns lost Nick Chubb. And uh, Deshaun Watson is out for some time. Possibly we're not really sure when he's going to come back. Um, their defense did help them beat the 49ers. What do you think? Contenders or pretenders? I mean, the Browns to me, uh, I would say like the Lions, but that's not necessarily true. So we'll go with like the Cowboys or the Commanders where there there just seems to be some kind of a, a, a general curse with that team. So unless they're honestly like on a war path, there's really no reason to believe in them. I mean, they do have a really good defense right now. But the offense is not good, and, um, you know, they, they've lost some pieces there. And even if they didn't, I don't know that I would believe in it. Um, in comparison to what they have to work with in, in their division, you know, they, they're going to be able to win some games. And, again, there's a lot of bad teams. You know, they're, they're going to face the Cardinals. They're going to face the Broncos. They're going to face the Rams and the Bears. And, and they're going to win several games. But is this a serious team that you're like, oh, you better watch out Kansas City? Like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think I already know the answer to this question, but the Packers. Well, and let's just do to make the playoffs, because I think that was was a caveat that you mentioned earlier. And I think that's a fair one here. You're going to water this down? You okay, we'll talk about just making the playoffs. Gotta I'm going to water it down because here. I know the answer if we don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Playoff contenders Playoffs, okay. or pretenders, right. the Packers. <laughs> so I'm moving yeah, the field goal. I'm moving the goalpost. Is there any chance they get into the playoffs? Is that the new question we're asking? Yes. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, look, I, I, even if that's the case, if they continue playing the way they're playing, it's still pretenders. Um, the, do they have the, the talent to turn it around and be one of those teams like we've been talking about that? isn't actually a Super Bowl contender, but can get into the playoffs and kind of make a show of it. Yes. But they have to do a complete 180 because the offensive line fell apart. The mm-hmm. quarterback has plummeted the last couple of weeks to being bottom of the league. 
Um, the receivers, I can't even tell you because they don't catch passes anymore. And again, I think the defense is just very mediocre. So, um, yeah, I mean, there is more than enough talent, but they're so far from putting it together right now that um, until they show something, which hopefully this week they'll they'll kind of put something on film, until they show something, that there's no other answer other than pretenders. Okay. It's hard to say it isn't, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I I, I, I hate that I just was bragging on the Lions and then called the Packers pretenders, but yep. that's the world we live in today. Well, let's hope that curse swings around. Um, uh, before I ask you my next, my next question, since you can't see me right now, I just want to let you know, since we this was a downer, we got you on here, you had to call the Packers pretenders in front of everybody, which so did I, basically, because <laughs> <laughs> we got to be honest. But I just want to let you know, and all my Packer fan brothers and sisters out there, I'm wearing my Manitowoc Minute shirt right now. That oh, says, yeah, that says go Packers and shall we say F cheese beer K the bears. So we've still got that going for us, but I, I do want to talk and, and this is another one that I've kind of flip flopped on and it's been really a buzzword, but simplifying the offense and, you know, Matt LaFleur's asked about this. First of all, and I don't know that anyone has even paid attention to this fact, but every offense simplifies the offense every week. You, you cut the playbook down right. for the team that you're playing to try to get the matchups you want. Uh, right. At the same time, you know, look at the Miami Dolphins. You know, look at what the 49ers are doing, what Shanahan's doing over there. They are tweaking the playbook each and every – they're adding new wrinkles every week, and that's part of the reason mm -hmm. that they're successful. So I am very interested in your perspective on this idea of simplifying the playbook. Well, I mean, as, as far as the wrinkles, I mean, I, again, the, my, my whole issue, and I, I do have a, a, an overall answer, I guess, but my, my overall issue with, with just sort of this line of, of thinking is, I, again, my perspective is that the play calling is working. They're just not executing. Mm -hmm. You know, I went back and watched, and it's like somebody's always open. Or you can even think back to situations where you can't necessarily see without like all 22, but you can, you can think back to like the, the flea flicker or mm -hmm. the time when we, we ran that play and then it was a toss back to Jordan and then he was going to throw it. Like yep. those guys were open every single oh, yeah. time. It just didn't get executed. The ball hit the ground and then Jordan did the splits and fell down and, and just looked ridiculous. Such an ugly play, but so, it was perfect. You know, those, are, those are wrinkles. And it just, it wasn't executed. And then there's more sim simplified things. And those aren't, you know, we can't throw screen passes or, or throw to our running back in the flat because the running back is running too flat or too far down the field or the, the ball hits him in the feet or, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to say as far as execution and simplifying and all that goes, how to fix it when what we're doing is working, it's just not being executed. Um, what I would say, though, if we're going to talk about simplifying, the only thing that comes to mind is with Aaron Jones coming back, we have to try to lean on him. Um, you, you can't mm -hmm. expect him to win games for you. Anybody that tries to win with just a running back probably isn't going to get very far. But just in terms of getting into a rhythm and trying to trust somebody to do the right thing at the right time and be able to make plays, I think he's the guy. And um, I want to try to get the ball in his hands early and often. And just see if that can kind of spark something. Um, we can't do that the whole game. At some point, you know, the rest of the guys are going to have to take over and start completing passes and, and blocking and doing all that kind of stuff. 
But if we can lean on Aaron Jones to kind of pick up a little bit of extra slack, that's that's the best thing I can come up with in terms of how to take a little bit of weight off of everybody else right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, handing off to Aaron Jones means that Jordan Love doesn't have to think through progressions. And it also is. That's a, true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. If you could wave a magic wand over one player on this team. Now, you can't make them 100% healthy with this wand, but they can play to their full potential. Who would that be? And Jordan Love is not allowed. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love would have been, <laughs> that would <laughs> have been easy. an easy one. Um, yeah, it's tough because, you know, you, I'd like to pick offensive line, but you can't do five guys. And if you pick one, you still got four guys that, that are kind of messing stuff up. So that wouldn't make a ton of sense. Same with receivers. Like, I, I'd love to pick Christian Watson. I just don't know if I could trust Jordan to get the ball to him right now, um, especially since getting deep down the field is, is an issue for him. Um, you know, offensively, the only thing that kind of comes to mind would be like Luke Musgrave getting a tight end because of the blocking and the receiving. Um, but I, I honestly think maybe the best answer would be Jair Alexander. Uh, I was, I, I, you could say Rashawn, but I feel like we're getting such a beast from Rashawn anyways. And since we're not using the wand to make him healthy, if we could get Rashawn Gary with more snaps still playing at an animalistic level and get a lockdown premier Jair, who, you know, if we get him at 100%, we've seen what that is. That's best corner in the NFL. So you get a true number one lockdown corner and a, a premier pass rusher. I know the offense needs the help. But in terms of how do we really move the needle the most, I mean, that is a – just having those two guys on defense I think really is going to – I mean, you want to help the offense get the other team to score no more than like eight points. So yeah, exactly. I guess I guess that's what I'd go with. I, I wish I could just fix the offensive line or something. I just – even if you went running backs, it's like, well, yeah, but the offensive line still has to block for them, and they're not going to be able to do that. So it's a tough question, but I, I would lean Jair. I, I got one for this one. Okay. If you have one feel free to chime in as well. Um, and this is not going to make anybody happy, but <clears throat> I think if Josiah DeGuara could be what the Packers thought he was when they drafted him, you That'd would cool. transform that offense. If he could both, if he could block and he could be some kind of a factor in the passing game, you can roll him back. You can go from 12 to 21 personnel uh, with, you know, just a kick of Jordan Love's leg. And he can be lead blocking for AJ Dillon, who's having a terrible year. Yeah. I and that's kind of what we brought. We brought him in to be that Kyle Uzcheck kind of guy, and he has done none of that. <laughs> He's just right. done none of it. Right. So if I was, I kind of went and tried to find the weakest link I could, basically. But he, if he, if he met his ceiling, even eighty-five percent, I think he could really make a difference in this offense. Right. You got one, Aaron. You got a magic wand. Hmm. Aaron's going to say the holder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, everything's perfect on that end. Oh, that um, mine is Lucas Van Ness. I just feel like we haven't seen oh, yeah. much out of him. I know he's been dealing with some injury in the first few weeks, but I don't know. Brady was riding high on him early in the season, and I think he has a lot of potential. I just don't, you know, I can't change the injury factor there, but would just like to see a little bit more out of him. Because, I mean, Jaden Reed is also a rookie, and we've seen so much out of him in the first mm-hmm. few weeks. It's just – you want to see those players' names highlighted every week, and I just haven't seen his name come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I was high on him, and I it 
it would take a lot of pressure off Rashawn Gary too, to, to Ryan's point. If yeah. you were suddenly That's having to pay attention to Lucas Van Ness with some of those double teams, then, you know, now you're Kenny Clark's of the world, your Wyatt's of the world, and your, your Rashawn Gary's can step in. All right. We've got no, a, I kind of want to change my vote. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a final one for you here before we, uh, right. well, we got a couple more questions, but this is the final football note. Uh, why don't we do some predictions? We got Packers versus the Broncos. And uh, Aaron, do you have the do you have the line on this one? Brady, I do have the line. All on right, this one. let's do that first because I'm interested in what the over under is on this one. I, that's going to be part of my comments, and then we'll swing it over to you, Ryan. After that, if that works. Okay. Let me find who is favored. I'm assuming it's us, but you never know. This one's at mile high, is it not? Yep. So the so we are favored. It's only by one point. So money line, money line, money line. Mm. Uh, over under is 44 and a half. So 22 ish. And the majority of people are taking the Packers. It looks like so already. All right. You got a prediction for us there, pack daddy. Yeah. So, um, I actually have it kind of right at that. I've got the Packers winning 25 to 24. Um, with that though, obviously you would take the over. So, um, wouldn't touch the, uh, the spread, but the over under I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about getting a little spicy on that one. I am right there with you on that. <clears throat> I would, I would take the over on this. I think, I think you're absolutely right. Like while the Packers need to lean on Aaron Jones, I think Jordan love has to be the identity cause he's the quarterback and he's the right. only one that's been on the field <laughs> this whole time. And, uh, in my opinion, I believe if they can get the short passing game going, they can get a fast start. We saw that against the Raiders, the very first series. If they can do that, I think they can get back to scoring points. If the defense shows up, I think we could, I think we could boat race them. But I've got, sure. I've got the Packers 28-21 in this one. I'm going with a, that we bounce back. I don't really, I'm right with you. I don't think I just don't believe in the defense until they prove it, but we got to outscore them. So we'll see. Mm. Packers 17, 16. I'm ah, taking the under. All right. All right. <laughs> so now we got, do we need to have a bet on that now? Yeah, possibly. All right. So I have one last question for you. It's kind of on a personal okay. note there. Who is okay. causing, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's a good. Oh, huh. <laughs> Well, I want to know who is causing you to lose more hair right now. You have three choices, your kids, your dog, or your wife. And I'm going to ask this question another way. Who do you think is least likely to listen to this podcast in your household? <laughs> well, that was personal because my hair is falling out. So I, that, that hurt me a little bit. Hey, look um, at me, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously can't say my wife. That's that's off limits. Um I mean, the, the dog is kind of a nut. He kind of drives me nuts, but it's more entertaining if I say the kids, and it's also probably more true. Okay, do I do I have to pick a kid, or can I just put them in a category? Well, now you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can't pick my middle daughter because she's the most emotional one, and she would never forgive me. Um, so we'll leave her off the list. Um, the son is... I mean, he's, he's Mr. Obedient rule follower, so I can't pick him. I think the easiest would be to go with the three-year-old because she can barely speak English anyway. She doesn't know what's going on. So, uh, you know, plus she draws on stuff. She draws on what, you know, what she did the other day. She, um, she's like the biggest girly girl of all my kids. Mm -hmm. And so she's got dresses and all this stuff. She found my wife's makeup 
when I was supposed to be watching her, but I maybe kind of dropped the ball a little bit. She went and found the lip balm or whatever, and she started putting it on her eyelids. She comes out and she wanted to show me how beautiful she looked with her sparkly eyes. Unfortunately, she didn't get it in her eyes. She did look nice, but I almost got in trouble for that one. I had to wipe that off. So, yeah, uh-huh. she's uh, she's kind of a little bit to handle. So I would go with uh, the little one. Ooh, been there, done that. <laughs> Not that I have kids, but I'm remembering, your eyelids I'm, I'm remembering being <laughs> a three-year-old. Yeah. Is she <laughs> yeah. your youngest? She is, yeah. Gosh, be ready. She's going to bring so many stray animals home. Oh yeah. Well, that like was all that was the oldest one. She, she's just getting getting out of that phase now. Uh-huh. Now that the oldest one is uh, having to take on responsibility, she's not digging it as much. Yeah. But yeah, now the now the younger ones are going to start wanting animals, and it's going to be a disaster. Oh, just be ready to not be able to travel when you retire, because I'm <laughs> yeah. the I'm the youngest child, and I'm still single and in my 30s, and I drop off animals to my parents' house now still, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, and I, I'm, I, as, I am the biggest fake tough guy in the world because every single time my answer is no, and every single time that animal ends up living in our house. We got a stray <laughs> yep. cat that basically lives here. Sure. Our neighbors don't like us because they think it's our cat because my wife tells people it is because she doesn't <laughs> want the cat to end up going to, the, to some place. So we got to take care of this stray cat. I got a dog. I got a rabbit. Like there's just, there's animals everywhere and I'm never going to be able to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh, Well, Ryan, I'm I'm supposed to have one last question for you and that is where can we find you? But now after you've answered our former question, I think I know where I can find you. It's going to be down in the basement bathroom. taping yourself into a cardboard box or something like that at this point. I'm hiding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell everybody where you can be found. Yeah, so uh, I mean, if, you, if you're if listening to podcasts, which you are, you can find us on uh, Packernet Podcast. There is a YouTube channel that I neglect, same same name, Packernet Podcast. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm on uh, Twitter, X, whatever it's called, uh, Pack underscore daddy. And that's about it. All right, man. Yeah, everybody check him out. Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And Ryan, just want to say thank you so much for joining us. This has been a pleasure. I really enjoy it. I wish I got a chance to come up and visit you this year. Maybe we'll be able to do that again soon. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. You should definitely do that. And uh, I appreciate you guys reaching out. I'm excited for you. It looks like you guys got a pretty good thing. I was kind of upset when I saw your setup. I was like, man, I've been doing this for like seven years, and you're already ahead of me. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's PVC, so, you know. it's (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm I'm inept, so. (laughs) All right, man. We will let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Yep, take it easy. All right, bye-bye. Well, a big thanks to Ryan. He's a really good dude. He's great to talk to, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for us, folks. Please check us out on all your podcasting platforms. We are the Nameless Packers Podcast. Send in your Ask Us Anything questions, and we will catch you next time on the Nameless Packers Pod. Go Pack. Go Pack.